morning, I would like to title my sermon as given to be taken away. Given to be taken away. We are going to read from Jonah chapter 4. If you have your Bibles with you, you can turn to Jonah chapter 4 or you can uh, see the scriptures at the screen. Jonah chapter 4. We are going to understand what does it really mean to say given to be taken away. Given to be taken away. Jonah is just, you know, a few books before the New Testament starts. At the end of the Old Testament, a couple of books before Matthew starts writing his gospel. Jonah chapter 4. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly and he became angry so he prayed to the lord and said ha lord was not this what i said when i was still in my country therefore i fled previously to tarshish for i know that you are a gracious and merciful god slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness one who relents from doing harm Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. Then the Lord said, Is it right for you to be angry? So Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city. There he made himself a shelter and sat under it in the shade, till he might see what would become of the city. And the Lord God prepared a plan and made it come up over Jonah that it might be shade for his head to deliver him from his misery. So Jonah was very grateful for that plan. But as morning dawned, the next day God prepared a worm and it so damaged the plant that it withered. And it happened when the sun arose that God prepared a vehement east wind and the sun beat on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. Then he wished death for himself and said, It is better for me to die than to live. Then God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry about the plan? And he said, Is it right for me to be angry even to death? It is right for me to be angry even to death. But the Lord said, You have had pity on the plan for which you have not labored, nor made it grow, which came up in the night and perished in the night. And should I not pity Nineveh? that great city in which are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left and much livestock. You know, here we see a disappointing story. We read a disappointing story from the life of Jonah. In chapter 4, you know, Jonah, initially he failed to do what he was asked to do. God asked him to go to Nineveh to warn the people to repent from their wickedness. But Jonah went to Tarshish. He went away from God. But God saved him by sending a fish. We know the story. Then Jonah went to Nineveh and he preached the gospel. And he told the people that they need to repent and turn back to God. And people repented towards God. And God did, not God did not destroy them. 
But Jonah was not happy about it. Jonah was very upset. Because, you know, when you read a prophet's mind, when prophet prophesies, you know, he, as a man, as a human, the prophet expects that prophecy to come true. But God always, you know, he, sometimes he doesn't work in that way. That doesn't mean that the prophet is a false prophet. No, it doesn't mean that. When people turn back to God, you know, throughout the Bible we see only in this condition, only in this situation, God changing his mind. Otherwise, Bible says he's an unchanging God. He never changes. Once he speaks, he doesn't really withdraw his word. He doesn't lie. But only in this situation, when someone returns, when someone turns back to God, God is merciful. He always changes and he withdraws his word. And Jonah was not happy about it. When people repented and when they turned back to God, God did not destroy them. And Jonah was angry. And God is asking Jonah, Jonah, is it right for you to be angry? And you know what Jonah did? Jonah went out of the city and he prepared a shelter for himself. And God prepared another plan that's supposed to provide shade for him. And God also prepared a worm to destroy the plan overnight. Then again, Jonah was angry and upset for that plan. And he was angry to God, angry with God. And God wanted, to, wanted Jonah to understand what kind of person he was. A man who was full of anger. A man who gets easily upset and gets frustrated with people and with God. Can God use someone, somebody like that as a prophet? Can God use some person like that who always gets angry and he's upset and gets frustrated with people? But God is using someone like that. Let's, let's talk more about it as we go down. Now God spoke to Jonah saying that if you worry only about your comfort and if you worry only about and if you become upset and angry for the plan that you never planned it and that you never labored for, Will I not have pity and compassion over Nineveh, in which more than 120,000 people live who do not know what is right and what is wrong? And God is showing himself as a compassionate and still loving, forgiving God. And that's the God who appeared to Jonah at that moment. You know, God works in our lives for two different reasons. Number one, God works in our lives for us to know who we are. And also, God works in our lives for us to know who God is. You know, many times we do not know who we are. And many times we don't, do not know who our God is. And God had to do something like this. God had to create a scenario. God had to, you know, display a drama for us to understand who we are and who our God is. And Jonah was upset and angry and he went out of the city. Bible says he went out of the city and he, he did an isolation. 14 days quarantine, Jonah was, on, you know, was out of the, outside the city and he was quarantining himself. For what reason? Not that he traveled. He was upset and he was angry with God. In those moments when we are, when we pull over from the crowd, when isolate ourselves, you know, God shows up. And God wants to do one, two things, wants to show two things. Number one, what kind of people we are. And number two, what kind of God we serve. 
In the case of Jonah, Jonah was upset over God and he was angry at God. Many times in our life situation, you know, we behave exactly the same as Jonah behaved. You know, many times because of the burden that we carry, the life burdens and life issues, the worry and the struggles that we deal with, many times we get frustrated in our lives. We become upset and even we become angry at God. You know, we make plans for ourselves and the plans won't prosper. We think that, you know, everything will go well. And we go and knock the doors and thinking that the doors will open for us, but the doors may not open. But many times, you know, what we think that it is going to work for us, it may not work for us. And, you know, we get more upset and we, we, get, we, we get further upset and confused over the situation. Then God had to reveal himself in a special way. You know, otherwise we go depressed, we go down. We will not find time and we will not find strength to come up in our lives. Unless God, until God shows up in a special way. Then God revealed himself in a mighty way to, Mo, to Jonah. And in the same way, God had to reveal himself in a special way in our situation. You know, this morning God is speaking to us. Many of us are handling the trouble in our lives. Many of us are going through that difficult moment and situation in our lives. God is telling us this morning, Jonah was in the same situation as you are. He was angry and upset, but today you are anxious and you are worried. He was angry and upset with many things, but today you are worried and you are concerned and you are confused with many different things. When Jonah was upset, verse 5 says, So Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city. There he made himself a shelter and sat under the shelter, under the shade, till he might see what would come upon the city. Jonah made himself a shelter. Man-made shelter. Can you say that with me? Man-made shelter. Then verse 6 says, And the Lord God prepared a plant and made it come up over Jonah, that it might be shed for his head to deliver him from his misery. So Jonah was very grateful for that plant now we see God is making a shelter. God made shelter. Can you say that again with me? God made shelter. So we see two kinds of shelter here. Man made shelter and God made shelter. Two types of shelter. Depending on our situation. We try to make these shelters in our lives. Where we want to hide ourselves during the time of trouble. We will create these shelters in our lives so that we can escape the scorching sun during the day. You know, all of us do that in our lives. Man-made shelter. Let's talk a little bit about man-made shelter. When Jonah was angry and he was upset with God, according to verse 5, he went out of the city and he made himself a shelter and he sat under the shade of that shelter. When we are anxious and stressed, when we are upset over the situation, we make these kind of shelters in our lives. You know, I was thinking, what are those shelters could be? We at times think that, you know, these man-made shelters can relieve us from the stress that we have been going through. There are a couple of them I want to talk about. Man-made shelters. Number one, distraction. You know, when people are stressed, they bring distraction 
to divert their mind to something else, to somewhere else. I mean, that's what most of us do. People do many different things. We think that, you know, distraction release our problem, release us from our struggles, but it does, temporarily it does. Sometimes we listen to music. Sometimes people who are going through depression, you know, they always try to cuddle with their pets. They try to do that. They eat their favorite snack most of the time, and you know, they spoil their health. Sometimes they take long walk. Sometimes they play, you know, kind of sports, what is of their interest. They read books. And sometimes even we isolate when we are stressed like Jonah. We escape. We try to escape. You know, at times even people take extreme steps of, you know, intoxicating themselves with alcohol and with other drugs. Basically to desensitize their brain so that they think that they can escape from the anxiety. The art of distraction works for some people for some time. It doesn't work every time. It's not a permanent solution. But remember, this method is not going to solve the problem. It is a temporary distraction we all try to make. We are talking about man-made shelter. Today, that's what you do. You try to distract yourself from the worry and the problem. But many times, you know, without your knowledge, there is so much of laugh outside, but there is so much of cry inside. You know, that's how people live today in this world. We laugh outside. But we cry inside. And we are so capable of doing both at the same time. We laugh outside. Because we need to, we are forced to, we are expected to put a good picture, good figure in front of people. Because we don't want to tell them our struggle, our problem. You know, this morning I believe God is speaking to us. We ask God at times, why me, Lord? Why me? Why myself alone going through this? Lord, why every door is closed, Lord? Why every door is closed, Lord? Why? You know, we have so many questions and we are sitting in isolation even though we are with people, but there is an isolation that is built within us so, in, so deep inside of us. We are living in that, in, in, that, in that box. And we are saying, Lord, why? Lord, why? But Jonah did not realize that he is a compassionate God. Jonah did not know many things about God. Maybe that's the same situation that we are in today, that we may not know many different qualities and abilities of our God. But God knows our brokenness. God knows that your family is a broken vessel. God knows, you know, He's still making you. You're not a full, full product yet. You are still WIP. You are still work in progress. That's the reason in your whole family is broken and God is still making you. God is making you as a vessel of honor. God is making you as a vessel of glory because he's up to something. You know, when you go through trouble, when you go through difficulties, just remember that God is up to something. He's about to do something in your family. He's about to do something in your life. Do not doubt God. Just believe. He'll do it for you. Proverbs 13, 12 says, Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Can you read that with me? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. We have been waiting, waiting, waiting. How long we have been waiting for God to open the door in our lives? 
that makes our heart sick not just heart our whole being his whole life is sick but when the desire comes it's going to be like a tree of life tree of life is going to give you life forever we will never die when we eat the tree of life distraction is not going to solve the actual problem but at times we end up in making man-made shelter number two one of the another, other another man-made shelter is finding our own solution you know at times we try to find our own solution in our trouble when jonah was angry and that's it he found a solution of going out of the city and making a shelter for him after the crucifixion of lord jesus the disciples were so stressed you could imagine they were all with the master for three years but then they were so stressed they were finding it so difficult without jesus being with them and even after the resurrection jesus appeared to many of them a couple of times even in the close since jesus came inside the closed room but disciples could not understand they were so confused they were so perplexed they were so stressed and you know what peter said i'm going fishing you know it's the wrong thing that i did i just left my boat i left my net in fact i left my family and started following jesus i'm going fishing the other disciples said we are also coming with you because peter seemed to be the leader there of the crew and he said i'm going fishing and if you are going we are also coming with your blind followers following a blind leader you know they all forgot about their calling all the teachings and instruction that jesus gave you know eventually they end up in trying their own solution they wanted to do something you know that will bring them out of the situation you know when god wanted us to depend on him we try to find our own way you know many times we do that i do that all of us do that we know that god has a plan we had a, we know that god has a master plan which is already laid down but god has not really broken down that plan into you know, different tasks so we don't know what we need to do that's how god works but at times you know we try to do things by our own you know god's heart really breaks when we try to do that when people disbelieve the ability of god you know god's heart breaks you know if not god would not have put the scripture in the word in the word of god jeremiah chapter 2 verse 13 this is what god says in jeremiah chapter 2 verse 13 for my people have committed two evils we are talking about a context where we try to do our own things you know forgetting the ability of god forgetting the power of god Jeremiah 2.13, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. That simply means people forget, forgot God. People thought that God is no more able. God is no more available for them. And they started finding their own sources of blessing all the blessing we need is found in him but we have forsaken the living water 
but we try to achieve with our own effort we make our own plans we meet people you know there is nothing wrong in doing all this there is nothing wrong in making our own plan we need to plan there is nothing wrong in meeting people there is nothing wrong in collecting information and try to find out what can i do how can i do there is absolutely nothing wrong but god's complaint is that they have forsaken the fountain of living water but made themselves containers which are broken which are broken and god's blessings cannot stay i believe it talks about more than a more about our life than that what we do even in the midst of brokenness even in the midst of difficulties god expects us to trust in him the fountain of living water so that when god blesses us we will be able to contain those blessings you know people end up in seeking blessings in wrong places by wrong means and god is asking us to come to him but we are you know we are at times we are running away from god trying to find our own sources at times even we run to ministers of god god is reminding us that you need to come to me you need to come to god not to people not to ministers of god every time we cannot do that we cannot call somebody and ask them to pray for our um, our issues we cannot do that every time we don't need a mediator we don't have a mediator between us and god it's a direct connection with god we don't believe that if someone else prays for me god will answer better though there is nothing written in that way god answers god listens the same way when we pray that's the confidence we have when we come to god and the people of this world at times even ministers of god they make us to lose that confidence they think that you know we need to go through them there is nothing is written in the word of god there are people to encourage us there are people to support us there are people to give the word of god there are people to direct you and guide you but more than everything more than finding those broken cisterns god is asking us to draw from him from the living water the fountain of living water many times you know we try to do different things with money but god is asking us to depend on him many times you know i keep hearing that nowadays it's more even the ministers of god at times you know they try to do things for with god but the moment they realize that nothing is working they don't find they don't find it difficult or they don't find it shameful to go to approach medium they don't find it shameful to go and approach other spirits to connect to the spirit world to know what is happening in somebody's life word of god again back to basics god's word says what we need to do in what way we need to walk jonah thought he can come and make a shelter for himself to hide himself from the scorching sun and take some rest but god is a different way god works in different ways even though we find our own ways of doing things god is asking always us to rely back on him on his word to take one step to move forward jonah 4 6 let's continue bible says and the lord god prepared a plan and made it come up over jonah that it might be a shade for his head to deliver him from his misery you know god is so dramatic here he already had a shelter and over that god made another plant and jonah was very grateful for the plant you know i think that's where it goes it goes wrong really 
In our life, when God blesses us, when God gives us blessing, we become so grateful for that blessing. We become so grateful for that particular blessing. We become so grateful for that particular blessing that God has given to us. That's what the Bible says. So Jonah was very grateful, not even for God, not even towards God, but for that plan. And he was so comfortable. He wanted, to, he wanted to relax. The next day morning, all that he could imagine is next day morning, the scorching sun is going to come up, and I have my shelter on top and over me, and I have a beautiful plant that comes and gives me shade. Verse 7 says, But as morning dawned, the next day, God prepared a worm. And it so damaged the plant that it withered. A plant came, and the plant got withered. We are talking about God-given shelter. We talked about man-made shelter. Now we are talking about God-given shelter. God wanted Jonah to know what kind of God he is. Now God, is, God himself prepared another shelter for Jonah. And the same God who prepared the plant, the same God who also prepared a worm. God gives certain blessings for his people to keep them from their, away from their misery and to make them happy and make them those blessings enjoyable in their lives but you need to we need to know that those blessings are given that means it can be taken out at any time we like the first part you know blessings are given 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 we like those things but then we don't like those blessings can be taken out of us at any time just want to throw three two different ideas here number one it is given to be taken away it is given to be taken away no matter what it is people health wealth prosperity whatever it is given to our lives is not going to stay with us forever they are going to be taken out of us God has given all this for a time and for a season for us to enjoy then it is going to be taken out of our hands people you know God bring people on our way you know when you turn back your journey there are many good people God brought on your way you know many times some of the ministers of God some of the pastors they helped you you know some of the people they helped you they stood alongside of you in difficult times but they are not with you and you are not with them they are taken out of your lives you know either you moved from one city city or they moved away from you there are people god brings in our lives for a reason and for a season and god takes them out you know even in this church when we turn back those who are with us from beginning when you turn back you know how many people god brought into this place our turnover is very high you know people uh, uh, they, they turn around and they, they go very 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 you know fast because it's a moving population people come here for a reason and then you know once it is done they go there are many good people you know they were such a great blessing for this ministry you know when they were going we were not we were just almost we were about to cry you know why God is taking them you know from us once they are given they are going to be taken away sometimes God even takes people from the face of this earth from our lives when their assignment is over 
God takes them away. Some of us would have lost our dear ones. Some of our family members would have been taken out of us. Some of our spouses may not be with us anymore. Some of our children may not be living with us anymore. This morning God wants us to understand once they are given at any time they can be taken out of our lives. And God cannot do anything. It is we. We need to change. We need to prepare our mindset. We need to prepare, build ourselves in that fashion. And we need training for that. And we need to be trained in that way. When people left from the church initially, you know, I couldn't handle it. We couldn't handle it. But then, you know, we were equipped to do that. We were equipped to handle that way. And we, you know, God wants us to be that way. Now we are able to bless them and send God bless you and you go. You know, the same thing is applicable in your life too. Sometimes we are not ready to give people out of our hands. God-given shelters can be taken out of us. What about health? Some of our health is lost. The way we used to do things, the way we used to eat, we are not able to do it anymore. Wealth, some of our wealth is taken by others. You know, we don't have the privilege of enjoying those things. A stranger is enjoying our wealth. During this economic downfall, many people, they lost their job. It was given. It was taken out of their lives. Nothing is guaranteed in, in this world. At times, anything is already, at any time, anything can be taken out of our hands. Job, a man who was blessed with so many blessings. Bible says he had seven sons and he had three beautiful daughters, 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camel, 5,000 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and he lost everything on a single day. It was given, it was taken out of him. It is given to be taken. What is given is given to us to be taken. As I mentioned already today, some of our dear ones are not with us anymore. I lost both my parents, they are not with me anymore. Some of you do. At the end of losing everything, this is what Job said in Job chapter 1 verse 21. Naked I came, can you read the scripture with me? Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God-given shelter is also temporary. And what else is permanent in this world? Looks like nothing is permanent in this world. Whether it is a man-made shelter or God-given shelter, both can be taken out of our lives as long as it is given. Jonah chapter 4 verse 10. But the Lord said, this is what Lord God said to Jonah, you have heard pity on a plan for which you have not labored nor made it grow which came up in the night and perished in the night was eleven and should i not pity nineveh the great city in which are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand and much livestock number two way second way of understanding this is the god-given shelter the final one when taken we know him better when taken, we know him better. You know, Jonah had pity on the planned, but he never had pity over the people of Nineveh. Jonah did not know until 
You know, he met God in this fashion. Jonah did not know until everything was taken out of him, until the shelter, until the plan was taken out of his life. He did not know such a God. You know, there is always, there is something better. There is something costlier. There is something more eternal in nature that God wants us to know that is more than the planned, that is eternal. That was Nineveh, the people of Nineveh. You know, today, what we are going through in this world is for God to show us in a special way, for God to reveal himself in a special way in our lives. You know, whenever we go through trouble, we need to understand, God, what are you trying to teach me? In what way I'm trying to understand you, which I did not know earlier. In your pain, in your agony, in your disappointment, you see God the way you have never seen him. Listen to me. In your, in your cry, in your pain, you will hear God in the way that you have never heard him in the past. When everything was, else was taken out of Job, only his life was left alone, if you remember the story. And he said, this is what he said in Job chapter 13 verse 15. This is what he said, though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Job would not have said this word when he was dining with all his family members. If somebody was coming to kill him, he would not have said this word. He did not understand his God. But now he, when he was taken, out, taken through all these procedures in his life, he knew his God. You know, that's what exactly God does. Today you know your God better than what you knew him. Five years before, ten years before. Where did the revelation come from? When everything was taken out of him. In your moments of sorrow, in your moments of pain, in your moments of discomfort, God reveals himself in a special way. The mother eagle brings thorns and sharp stones into its nest to make the nest un uncomfortable for the little eaglets. And it will start removing those soft feathers and wool slowly little by little and as the stones and the start, uh, sharp, uh, sharp thorns start hurting the eaglet's body the mother eagle always also shakes its nest and eventually the mother eagle pushes the eaglets out of the net not to kill them but to let them know there is another mysterious thing known as flying to let them know there is another wonderful way of capturing uh, its prey. If the eaglets are falling, the mother eagle will not fail to fly and get them on its wings. You know, when comfort is taken out of our lives, we will know that God is with us. When we are feeling discomfort, you know, when God pushes us out of our comfort zone, and you will know the carrying nature of God. You know, moving is very difficult. When we move from our own place and come to another place, the place looks strange. The people look strange. You know, we are not used to that kind of situation. We find it so difficult. But God wants us to learn even in this situation. 
that I'm not just going to leave you all alone. You need to understand the carrying nature of my wings. Isaiah chapter 46 verse 4 says, Even to your old age, you know, very wonderful scripture for all of us to read and cherish. Even to your old age, I am he. And even to gray hairs, I will carry you. I have made and I will bear. Even I will carry and will deliver you. Mary and Martha never saw, had never seen Jesus crying. They had never seen such a God. They have never seen such a Jesus in their lifetime. You know, whenever Jesus comes to their house, he used to always sit together and talk and laugh and have a meal together and eat and, 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 and eat the word of God. And he used to preach and Martha, my Mary used to sit at the feet of Jesus. She had, they had never seen such a Jesus, but when Lazarus was taken out of their lives, they came to know a God who is compassionate. They came to know a God who is like us. They came to know a God who cries for us as we go through the agony and pains of our life. What is taken out of your life? What did you lose? Have you lost some dear ones? Have you lost your father? Have you lost your children? Have you lost your husband? Have you lost your wife? Have you lost something which is valuable that you consider as valuable in your life? Your sorrow is revealing another dimension of God. Your sorrow and sickness is revealing another dimension of God in your trouble. You will know who you are and who your God is. This morning, shall we all stand for a moment as we come to a close? Man-made shelter. <laughs> Sometimes they help us. Sometimes they help us to distract our mind towards something else that we like, but they are not permanent. Man-made shelters will help us to find our own solution, but by doing it, we may at times move away from God. We still want to draw from the living fountain of living waters. But God-given shelters, they are given. And as they are given, they are going to be taken out of us. But the wonderful beauty is, when such things are taken out of our lives, we know Him better. We know our God better. This morning, I believe God is speaking to us. Why don't we close our eyes and just ponder over the words that God has spoken to us.